Hey guys, before we start the show today, we need to let you know that there was a little bit of a audio issue in the later part of the show. Great audio all the way through. And then you hear the ukulele. And then after the ukulele, you'll notice my audio is a lot worse for the last 15 minutes or so. Uh, that's just how it is. We hope you still like the episode and we'd love to tell you that it's never going to happen again, but we are not in the guarantee business. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello! Thanks for coming back, thanks for joining us. As always, across from me is Cy Amundsen. Hi, Cy. Hey everybody, this is Cy Amundsen, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. What did I say? I don't know, I just wanted to try it. I wanted to see how that part felt, you know? Oh yeah, I never let you say that part. I know, and maybe I had to say that because we have a scheduled time to record this show. Sure, sure. It is the time. As we've both learned about one another, if we fall off our time, we likely are just not doing a show. Right, because we'll say something like, oh, you know what? Bummer, this doesn't work for me. Any chance you could do tomorrow? And you'd be like, nope, I'm watching TV all day tomorrow. And I've had it planned for three weeks. There are people working on my home. Nice fella. (laughs) I would say approximately 16 feet away from me and i have headphones in to hear so they are just going to hear one half of this podcast oh that's perfect because you just so you have problems with batteries and before we counted down to make sure our tracks match on one another you said i just put new batteries in you you slut (laughs) that is is correct i did and if you think for one second they think it's a recorder you're crazy they're so scared to do anything right now until you finish because they absolutely think you're doing dirty things to your body yeah because i called i called a zoom recorder a a slut that is not there's no way you could convince someone who didn't hear the context of the conversation that that's what i was talking about but yeah i'm really excited so funny I think if you were to take half of us, like one of us out of this show each week and just listen to the other person's rantings and ravings, it has to sound like just an unhealthy mountain of words. I'm going to try to focus, but and I know I've been talking about sharks so much lately. I think there's been a lot of (laughs) shark content on our show, but I usually... What normally happens is I get to the Zoom room, and don't react to this yet, because I know you're going to be fucking dramatic. I get to the Zoom room first, and then I generally get logged in, and I do some- Oh, whatever, (laughs) Mr. I get there first. Well, sorry you always are waiting for me, Mr. Battery Slot. So- then I, le- I, I do a few things on my computer and I leave to go get some food or something to drink or to do something else. And then you show up and then I come to the show late. So I usually, <laughs> I usually show up 20 minutes early and then am five minutes late to the show. Today, sure. before we started, there was, I saw an article about a, a real like, Headliney headline, you know, clickbait. It was like, okay, sure. Wow, this shark is 500 years old or something like that. I was like, well, I'm the sort of piece of shit that's going to click on that. Mm-hmm. So I click on it and I, I read a little bit about it because the way it was titled, I was like, am I about to see shark bones? Um, it's a real alive shark that they're like, this is a 500 year old shark. And I thought, well, that's, I need some shark blood, first of all, but that can't be real. So I'm one of the seven people on Earth who, when I read something that seems a little off, I head over to the Google machine and I sure. throw mm-hmm. it into the Internet again just to see if it's the prevailing thought on the topic. So I put in 500-year-old shark, question mark, and I, I threw it to the Internet. And <laughs> It's always such a horrible idea. Did it tell you you were going to die? That's normally where that ends. <laughs> like you have shark cancer. 
And so <laughs> it came back, and it was a different article written by a different scientific entity that was like, no, relax, there's no 500-year-old sharks. And so I clicked on <laughs> that, and it was, you know on Twitter, where when people are talking about sports or politics, there's no conversation, it's just all people trying to like dunk on one another and make each other look yes, stupid. Yes, exactly, yeah. So it was the science version of that. It was an ar entire article calling the people who claimed there was a 500-year-old shark idiots. Okay. So there are these sharks, they're called Greenland sharks, and they've only found okay. a few of them, but they are, first of all, they are gnarly looking. They, they look like, you know when your kids or your nephew or niece or somebody when they're little and they make you an art project and they're like, it's a duck. And you're like, well, <laughs> yeah. te technically it's a duck, but not, you know, if, if an eight-year-old made a shark out of Play-Doh, that's what this thing, it, it looks like if a wart was a shark. It's a very- Yeah, when they, when they tell you like, this is a duck, you're like, well, thank God you said something <laughs> because I never would have guessed that. I thought, it, I thought a platypus fucked a dinosaur. <laughs> So, but thank you. It looks nice. So they're really weird looking. They're really ugly. Apparently they can dive 1200 feet deep. They live in one degree Celsius water. They only really come up to eat polar bears and seals and shit. Yeah. And that's where you would do it because if they're Greenland sharks, I mean, everybody knows Greenland is ice. Iceland is and green. Iceland's very nice. Yeah, Iceland is green. So you, it's uh, I mean, mine rhymed. But, I, you just, you pushed through yours and then reset through mine and reset yours but go ahead no that's okay because I, yours wasn't the right thing that i had learned yeah but mine was from mighty ducks which makes it officially the right thing it's like when you go to wisconsin and they're like it's duck duck goose and you're just like oh well good thing there's not a waiting period for guns here because i'm about to go crazy <laughs> so the shark the shark is in greenland makes sense that it's 500 years old because i've just heard that if you live in cold weather you can live longer because it keeps you fresh totally so the shark, also the shark's meat, is poison. And they found that out because a bunch of fishermen accidentally caught one. And they're like, well, fuck it. Might as well eat it. And they, they fuck it. They died. No. Yeah, they died. That's why I'm not a huge, <laughs> as someone who's gotten violently ill eating snapping turtle and has a nephew who got put in the hospital from eating alligator at the state fair, I have a firm don't eat everything rule. <laughs> I can't believe that he ended up in the hospital eating alligator at a state fair in a state that doesn't have alligators. That's crazy. I'm surprised by that. So this article spends the whole time blasting this other article like these. I'm paraphrasing because they were adult science professors like these fucking idiots don't know anything about <laughs> a shark. Well, then they get to the bottom of it. and It turns out they're like, but it is probably pretty old. The lifespan <laughs> of a Greenland shark, they believe, is 400 years old. And technically, the shark in question could be between 272 years and 500 years old. And they are... <laughs> They're not sure. So the other article was like, fuck it, let's push it to the max and get some clicks here. And yeah. But it wasn't that big of an exaggeration. A 400-year-old shark is still, that raises the same amount of interest in me as a 500-year-old shark. <laughs> right, it's not that big. How do you know how old a shark is? Do you have to cut it open and count the rings? So that's, Boom, that's a tree joke. That's a tree joke. That's my question. And... As somebody who's raised by a scientist and who has uh, the ut amount of the ut, who the am ut I? amount? I have the ut amount. I'll tell you who I wasn't raised by. Anyone who well, I was going to say anyone who knows <laughs> anyone how to who speak speaks correctly, English? but my mom was an English teacher, so she's just going to be furious listening to this. Uh, I science every once in a while does that thing where they discuss their methods, and I go, "Is this why hillbillies don't trust you?" Come on, man. You can't you can't expect yeah. me to believe that you believe that we should all believe this. It's the it's the egg theory. Yeah, it's the egg theory where they they were like, you guys eat eggs. They're so good for you. I'm just kidding. There's so much cholesterol. You're going to die. And then later it's like you can eat eggs again. Of course, people 
that that is the problem with science is that they're not always right and people are like well fuck that yeah it's it's that science science is supposed to constantly be questioning and evolving and uh, then you got guys like me like well if you think that's how you think sharks are and then later I find out sharks get counted age-wise different fuck you fuck you forever <laughs> on all things related to your industry uh, so they carbon date them in somehow. They said something about like looking at their eyeballs and other shit. The one thing they can guarantee, and this is going to bum you out huge, they know all these sharks are older than the 1950s because they predate, they can tell based on their bodies that they predate when they started testing nuclear bombs over the ocean. Oh my <laughs> God. That's crazy. It's very crazy. You were you were born when it was safe to be a shark, so we're no we know you're old. Also, I, I have a way easier thing. If you want to know how old they are, just invite them over to dinner and start asking them about different types of people and see how they react. <laughs> see what the shark thinks about Leah Michelle's swimming records. I'll tell you exactly how old it is. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Side note, I had, I had, we, last time we talked about sharks, which was a couple episodes ago, I came up with what I believe to be a great idea, which is an anti-shark abortion shirt, which says, doop, 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 and then it has baby shark, and it says, that's the sound of baby shark's heartbeat at eight weeks, Uh and uh, I got a lot of positive feedback on the baby shark shirt, and I think, uh, from everyone except you, to be honest, from everybody except you and well but there's more to why i thought it was a bad idea why don't you go ahead and finish your thought no why don't you go ahead and tell everybody why you thought it was a bad idea because then you also wanted to have a t-shirt that said kill that fucking baby shark or whatever (laughs) and i was like this is gonna be you're just you're just adding to the divide in this country with a fake shark abortion shirt contest and i think that i think you create the you are, I'm pro-shark life. Oh, You're no pro-shark choice. You're, You're pro-shark <laughs> choice. And here's what I think we do. I think we each design our own shark stance t-shirt. And we put them up on the website. And whoever sells the most shirts, thus is the law moving forward on middle of somewhere. <laughs> Which is how we should settle all divisive topics in this country is t-shirt sales oh man that, that, that's but what i'm saying is at. like you you have friends who are artists you're a creative person i have friends and relatives who are artists i'm a creative person and i can't believe we haven't competed in sports forever and you're willing to back down from a competition because you're worried about the semantics of the conversation chad have some integrity and stand up for what you believe in which is that sharks deserve to die in the womb I just don't care about sharks. I'm not the one. I need to hear about Seattle because I know you were out there with my sister and yep. But I yep. would I would like to uh, I would like to revisit this at the end of the program. At the end okay. of the program, who's this at guy? At the end of the program, who's Wally? this guy? Who's this? I'll tell you who it is. I've been watching Bridgerton season two with my wife, and everybody talks like I don't know this. Just go on. You know what? I'm not allowed to be myself when my wife is watching television because I've been told myself is difficult to deal with during television. Yeah, and that's why this uh, podcast is great for the two of us because we get to be ourselves for one hour a week. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very fun. So I was in Key West, right? Okay. I was in Key West with Tom Dustin. Uh, They have such a great staff down there. We need to have Tom Dustin on this show. He has oh, some no of doubt. the most out. Uh, buckle your dicks up, audience, because we'll put Tom on this show, <laughs> and you'll say, "Can only Tom tell us stories from now on." It's a blast to hang out with him. And Olivia was down there, and so we're down there having a great time. We went kayaking. We did all this stuff. But I'd like to get to the travel portion of it, okay? Because we wanted to stay an extra day, Olivia and I. Be, uh, I wanted to have like a night where we could go out to dinner and not have to worry about the show. We stayed Sunday night as well, which means we had to get up on Monday, take two flights to Minneapolis. Then I had to drive Olivia back to Fergus Falls three hours, throw my clothes in the washing machine, 
repack them after I dried them and then drive back to Minneapolis to the airport to to fly to Seattle. Yes. So this is an intense travel day. I land in Seattle. We get in the car to be driven to Everett, Washington, where there's a little theater show going on, which was so much freaking fun. But we were driving up there and I ran Barnaclose with me. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show ran Barnaclo. The Randall. And I look over and our our driver's head is like bouncing. His I look in the rearview mirror, his eyes are slowly shutting. And finally his chin is full on his chest, eyes shut. And I go, "Hey, how's it going up there, young man?" And he he like shakes himself awake and he goes, uh, "Oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." And I go, "Are you?" "Holy because shit." Because you were sleeping. And he goes, "No, no, I'm fine." And so then I proceed to ask him 40 minutes worth of questions about Mount Rainier and everything that has to do with the Seattle area. So he'll stay awake. It was crazy. When we got to Everett and this guy took off, we both expected him to just drive straight across the street into a car (laughs) and just wheels still spinning because it was it was absurd. So we get to Everett and kind of a horrible thing happened for Ran in Everett. I saw a restaurant called Breakfast at Tiffany's. So for the rest of the week, I just couldn't stop going, and I said, what about Breakfast at Yeah, of course. And it turns out that song works with any other song on the radio (laughs) or in a store. It just has a very, uh, you know, kind of general beat and rhythm to it. So you can you can wait. Are you telling me song. that Breakfast at Tiffany's wasn't an incredibly complex song? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. I can tell you it works for sure with Brass Monkey by the Beastie Boys. It works with uh, Teen Spirit, Nirvana. I know that because I sang it very loudly to both of those songs. Anyways, that's not the point. I kept, but I did keep breaking into it. So Everett was great. <laughs> we go down to Tacoma. We go. When we're in Tacoma, we drive back up to Seattle. They have because Rand had never been to like the first Starbucks, uh, Pike Place. We got to see the Gum Wall, and you're like, "Oh, okay." So, COVID started here. here. Yeah, at the, the, gu- the at Gum the... Wall. Gum Wall's the worst. I don't. I don't... Yeah, you walk in and you're just like holding your breath and shit, like you're going under a bridge. <laughs> um, did you guys do the needle? Did not do the Space Needle. Okay. Just did all the stuff near Pike Place. Okay. Go back to Tacoma, and I think I've already had a really great day. Oh, man. I'm out for a walk right by the hotel. Okay. And I see a man, a naked, full naked man, (laughs) who has starfished himself to the back of an SUV. What? He is, yeah. He's up on an SUV holding on with his arms to the top racks and i go oh this is like some funny prank he was in the car thought it'd be funny to get naked and jump back there he was not in the car not in the car at all because this uh, the woman that's driving this suv is rightfully terrified oh so she goes down the hill a little bit towards the water so tacoma is just one giant hill i've said this before but it's like you know the phrase Everything's downhill from here. That's the top of Tacoma. It really is. So this lady's driving and she takes off to take a left. And then the guy starts to slide and she hits her brakes to save him. Because I think he would have just, she probably doesn't want to road rash a guy that's completely naked. Yeah, road rash his dick off. Yeah. So he comes, so she, she pulls over. He comes, they come to a stop. He crawls, and I have video of this, crawls. <laughs> over the car like on the, on over front, the on the roof to the on hood. the roof of the car and slides down onto uh the windshield oh, woof. and he is butt down at first and he's like writhing around on the thing i think we've got some drugs going on or some mental stuff clearly sure he flips over oh, and no. start now i can see he's writhing toward the windshield yeah and so i'm walking down the hill at a pretty steady pace gonna head over there and i see this guy who he yells out the window he goes 
She's terrified, dude. She's terrified. So I cross the street to go over there and I go, hey, man, get off the car. And as I'm walking, he kind of looks weird at me. He looks so I'm thinking it's drugs. I'm going to grab his ankle and just pull him (laughs) off the car. As I do that, the guy that yelled, she's terrified, also gets out of his car and he runs across. He has one arm. I'm going to tell you that. He's got one arm. Shark attack, obviously. And he, oh, here we go. And he jumps. You're trying to sell t-shirts already. He jumps up. And without saying anything, I'm trying to reason with this guy, which clearly is like if he's on drugs or whatever, it's not going to work. He just kicks him right in the head. With a with a boot. whoa, and the guy slowly. Wait 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 wait. Who kicked who in the head? I the the one armed man. Okay. Which by the way, I that's what I did say when somebody asked me about it later. They were like, "What happened?" And I go, "Just be, my best Harrison Ford voice. <laughs> it was the one armed man. That's what I said." So he jumps up, kicks the guy in the head. The guy that's, you know, naked slides over towards me. But I'm going to tell you something. Before this all happened, as I'm going over to pull his ankles, I realize that he is two-fingering his own butthole. Oh, no. Oh, no. As he is dry humping the (laughs) windshield. I mean, the man understands pleasure, but this is not the place. Oh, no. No. It is not the place. So I had a real good view when I went down to his ankles. That's, 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 a, I know you just said that. Basically a little matter of fact, kind of like it happened, but I, that information is very new to me and it is startling. Well, yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. that's and I like, need, I needed, you, you see yeah. like a murder on the street and 30 years later you're telling your grandkids like I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Like, that's not an image that you're going to wipe anytime soon. No, it sure isn't. I didn't sleep well for the rest of the trip, but that's not the point. So this guy, he slides off the car after he gets kicked in the head, and he's like looking at me and kind of walks towards me, and I back up because I'm going to tell you something, right? A lot of people are still talking about this Will Smith slapping Chris Rock thing. Imagine if two of his fingers are just in his poop <laughs> shoe. That's a whole different kind of slap. So I'm backing up. I'm keeping I'm social distancing not for COVID, just for poop slap. For poop slap, yeah. And so I'm like you got to get going and this guy is screaming at him. And so I'm mad at the guy that was on the windshield. And then the one-armed man that kicked him in the head goes, get out of here. And, and, and trigger warning. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Sure. Trigger. He goes, he goes, get out of here, you faggot. And then I go, oh, I don't, come and then, on, and then I know. And so then now my brain switches a little because I just go, I don't think that's right. That's what I said to the one-armed man. <laughs> I go, I don't think that's right. <laughs> what, what a bottle of emotions you must be feeling towards a man who at first you like when he's shouting and he's going to get out of the car you're like here comes a hero and then you saw he yeah. had one arm and you're like a hero that i need to ask at least a dozen questions to and then it turns out he's also a villain and somebody who's willing to kick another human in the head there's a lot going on here with the one-armed man there's so much to unpack and it's going to take a little longer because he's got one arm so <laughs> He says that, and I go, I go, I don't think that's right. And then he go, and then he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, get out of here, you weirdo. And I go, yep, 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 that's better. And so we have a moment. We have a moment of humanity where he's, he's mad. He's. I think I'm going to have a heart attack. So then he says to the lady in the car, he goes, Ma'am, I'm sorry no one else helped you. And I was like, what? So then I raised my hand, and now I'm realizing what a dick move. I'm like raising my hand to a guy with one arm. And so it it was such an intense moment. And then this guy runs away naked, completely naked. And my only thought is, and this is how broken part of my brain is, my only thought is, well, I wonder what his diet is. He looks great. That was my only thought after he started running. I was like, well, there's like, he looks awesome. The guy's no trim on. and wonder, moving fast. I wonder what he's been eating. 
Did the woman say anything? Maybe to that other guy. After the guy took off running, I was just like, whatever, I'm out of here. And I, I went back to my walk. I. That was intense, though, man. I've never seen anything, anything even close to that. I mean, you, and I realized maybe maybe I should have taken faster action or whatever. I started thinking about no, the I, things I. No, come on. I mean, I think you took. Most people wouldn't have taken any action at all. I think normally in situations like that, I had the other direction because of how wild our society is. But since the man was naked, you can safely assume there's not a weapon on him, and I'd have been more prone to get involved. But what's he going that's in his what, That's what for I thought you? too. Exactly. That's what What's I thought too. I was like, for? if there's a tiny 22 in there and that's what he's digging for, I'm in big trouble. That man has the right to bury arms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that story is, and it's probably, this is probably going to be something we're going to revisit in our normal life conversations because that story was so intense and interesting that it completely held back my, because your brain did the same thing I did. I do two things. There's a man without an arm. First thing I think, shark attack, where were you surfing? The second thing I think yep. is not even a thought. I just immediately start quoting the fugitive. Like, I didn't kill yep. my wife. I don't care. I'd have been standing yep. outside that. If I was opening for you, <laughs> you'd have been trying to help. That guy would have been like, get off the van, faggot. And I'd have just been behind him like, I'm going to need a full-on search of every outhouse, hen house, waffle house, house house. <laughs> I'd have just been fugitiving it up and down that, that uh, situation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Didn't even bring it up on stage. Didn't want the questions. Tacoma yeah. was great. I'm just, I had such a great time You didn't want 300 people to react the way right. I'm reacting right now. <laughs> right. We're having heart attacks. <laughs> and so then I went to Spokane. Spokane was awesome. Here's the one thing that happened in Spokane that made me, I, uh, this guy came up after the show and you're going to like this. This is 100% for you. He came up to me and he goes, hey man, I've always loved your comedy. So good. Love the live shows. Started listening to the podcast because of you, but Psy makes it. And then <laughs> he, he turned around. That sentence? Did he just? <laughs> that was. That's exactly what he that's said. It's like a criticisms mad lib. Makes it blank. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> period. And then he looked at Ran and he goes, "Whoa, dude! When you, when I heard you on the podcast and you said you had a neck tattoo, I thought you'd be all buff, like you just came out of prison, but you're not." <laughs> and so I said, next time you have enough money to buy a ticket to a comedy show, why don't you use it to go to a class on how to give compliments? Because you <laughs> suck shit at it. <laughs> it's just like, hey, before I go to bed, I have to uh, make sure that, you know, I tell two people some shit. They probably, I mean, he's right about the podcast, but to say that to Ran, come on. Ran? I, it's got to be a f just a fantastic thing for podcast listeners to see Ran open for you because when we described Ran, we described him accurately. He's everything rolled into one. He is both buff and chubby. He is a thousand yep. years old and 28 years young. He yep. looks like a, a, a Northeastern like dock worker and a mid Pennsylvania steel worker. It's hard to describe who and what Ran is except yeah. to say he seems to be everything. Yep. And, and every single time I leave a city, I get so many messages of who was your opener. He was unbelievable. It's like, yeah, of course he's, he's so silly, but also it's like silly intelligent sure it's it is it's it's great we've had a lot of fun and and it's fun to to head out on the road with them the thing about cincinnati and i know i uh, we've talked about this in 
real life a lot, but also I think on the show, there's whatever, every scene, every comedy scene kind of has its own vibe. And, mm -hmm. you know, the scene that we come from is a, we are all horrifically pretentious. Like comedy is art. Like we, we all hold each other to such a high standard. Minneapolis is a great scene with the best club in the country that we were lucky enough to come up to. But a lot of the comics, we act like we're from a great scene and we have really high expectations for everybody. Yeah, and I don't know if it's we act like we came from a great scene. We act like we studied comedy at Juilliard. Yes, yeah. It fucking we're, we're, sucks. And then, and then people see your set and it's like, well, that, why, why are you like that <laughs> if that's your act? <laughs> Cincinnati is just a bunch of comics who are all trying to make each other laugh and be silly and be yeah. funny. Yeah. So there's, you know, we love a lot of the comics from there. There's one that's here that kind of came up with Rand. Do you know Alex Schubert? Uh, old sweatpants dick? I sure do. <laughs> Let me tell you just quickly. I'm going to let I promise I'm going to let you tell this story because clearly you make the podcast. We don't have to get into it. But Alex Schubert, he picked up an orange in the green room and it was it looked like he grabbed a cutie. All yes. of a sudden the orange yes. looked like he grabbed it and I go I go, "Why do you have like hamburger helper gloves on?" And he's like, "Oh, these these are my hands." And I'm like, if those are your hands, then how how much shoulder pain do you have from your dick? And then the next day, the next day, and I have witnesses, he wore sweatpants to the club so I could see. <laughs> he, his hands, I think he's the only man in America who could palm two basketballs. I don't understand why they're as big. Yeah, and are. use them as stress balls. He just like <laughs> rolls them around in his giant hands. He so Shubes is he's very funny. He's a very funny comic. Yes. He's been doing Correct. it like a decade. He's also a sweetheart of a man. He is a also agree with that wonderful human person. And now I'm going to say something. You rarely meet someone who can't who has to like oh i forgot my belt i guess i'll just use my dick you rarely meet someone that can say that and is also a sweetheart so he, i also know another guy listen to the show his name is coco don't no big deal go ahead he he dj's that's one of his gigs he dj's at <laughs> yeah. somewhere up in dayton right and I kind of live between downtown Cincinnati where he lives and Dayton. I'm kind of on that journey. So okay. sometimes <laughs> it's DJ Dixwitz. <laughs> so sometimes when Shubes is making the journey uh, from Cincinnati to Dayton, he'll stop by and, and hang out for a few minutes. And yes. He was here last Saturday, and I need to I need to go back in time because we have not discussed what has happened to my toe yet. Oh, so Jen and I bought a bought a home. Yeah, you did, and we did not use a realtor. Oh, and so there was this moment in the process where the homeowners had us over here and gave us an in-depth tour of the home. And so we were learning okay. things like, oh, hey, that door sticks a little bit, so you might need to replace that handle, or this is how we make sure it's shut. That outlet, like just little homeowner things that you yeah. wouldn't know if you weren't able to do this. Okay. And so we go out to the garage in the tour, and they get real serious, like, okay, this is really, really important. The garage has a lip. And so the garage is like four inches higher than the driveway. And so okay. there's a big like cement lip and they put red tape there and they're like this, you have to be careful. You could trip, you could really, really hurt yourself. And then they like stopped for a second. They go, do you understand? This is important. <laughs> and I looked at both of their eyeballs and said, yeah, I 100%, I hear you. And then we kept walking, and then I just apparently erased that moment from my memory completely.
So the first day we move into the house, like we were there on a Thursday night. Like we got the house on a Thursday. We were there for just drop a few things off. But the first day we're moving into the home. My, my, My dad and mom are down and we, my dad and I are driving over and is per tradition when I'm around my father, I am mm-hmm. talking an outrageous amount of shit. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. Whatever he's saying, I am either not taking it seriously or responding sarcastically or running some sort of bit to rile him up. Uh, and <laughs> he, <laughs> Why does he visit you? I just don't get it. He, he, we had gone, Ethan was down here too, and we had gone to, which we talked about on the show before, Jungle Gyms, the insane grocery store. Oh, right, store. yep. And as uh, as I am known to do, I shoplifted a uh, a container of sardines. Okay. Because my dad was trying to get seafood. I thought I wanted sardines. I put it in my pouch. I forgot about it. We walk out of the store, and I go, oh, I have stolen. And my, okay. my dad wants me to go back into the store in that moment and return the sardines. Jungle Jim's. <laughs> what a different upbringing we had if i would have stolen sardines my dad had been like that a kid let's go try to sell them for more yeah, get some caviar next time what are you doing get <laughs> yeah. the get the rich fish no get, not the poor get, fish get the real stuff son so we he wants me to go back in and return i'm like no I'm, i'll call the because you gotta you can't even go in the same door you went out it's a journey to get back i'm like i'll call customer service give him the credit card and we get in the car and you know, he tells some story about how he got caught stealing as a kid and how stealing's bad. And I'm just making fun of the story. And I got to the... Yeah, you should because you're a grown-up. <laughs> he, sh- he should have told you this story when you were five, yeah. not in your late 30s. Just like, I'm trying to turn it around for you, son. So I decided that I should tell everyone in our family that he accidentally stole the sardines. And mm, yep, just I like keep already. running that bit. And so now flash forward, we are pulling up to the new home. First real day there. The sardines, I'm running sardine bit on him, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm getting out of the car, not paying any attention. Walk towards the garage. Oh, no. Completely absent of anything I was taught by the old homeowners. And I, I blew my foot. Like, I hit my foot and stubbed my toe so hard. I can't believe, like, a, a cartoon toe with angel wings didn't float out of it and go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. And I, I go inside, and I'm obviously being incredibly dramatic. Sounds right. And my mom and wife are champions at minimalizing anything concerning so I let them minimalize it. I'm toughing it out, put a little ice on it. Then I just, we keep doing what we're doing. Later mm-hmm. on in the day, I take my sock off to look at it. And it is outrageous looking. You know, in a movie when somebody freezes to death and they have that blue, but also white, but also purple vibe to them. Yeah. That is what my toe looks like. I'm surprised I didn't pull my sock off and the toe didn't go like, help. Like it, it looked horrific. <laughs> Did it look like a child tried to draw a toe? It was like, this is a toe. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. It looks no, like a Greenland shark for Christ's sake. But it looked like what I assume, like without the like liquid on it, what a newborn baby looked like. It was that upsetting like here is uh, here is a big red, white, and purple ball of skin. It's it's a bummer. So I'm still and I start showing that I'm like that's my proof. I'm like, guys, look how serious it is. And they're like, it's fine. So I keep toughing it out. And a few days later, I'm going to go to the pool, and they have this this orthopedic place in Cincinnati that has walk-in appointments. Okay. And it's, it's looking pretty rough. And I'm like, you know what, before I go just put this outrageous toe in community water, maybe I should double check that all is well. And so I go in and the doctor comes in and he pulls my toe off and he went, 
like he made an audible like not he couldn't stop himself from going yeah like this <laughs> like a re he had a guttural reaction to the sight of my toe because I, I was like you know i'm sure it's not a big deal i'm my wife's and mom's voices are in my head like i'm sure it's fine i just thought i'd double check and he gets the sock off he makes that noise and he sits there for a second and he goes this is not fine no it's not fine <laughs> and so fortunately it wasn't broken okay but be, the impact was straight on and just ruined the nail like tore the nail up on one side and then mm -hmm. damaged the root and all this stuff so he's like all right we're gonna we're gonna put you on antibiotics you got to start wrapping it you got to keep it covered so it doesn't get infected you know because uh foot infections it turns out pretty bad deal so <laughs> i gotta do all that and then they send me to a foot specialist so another man can react to the sight of my foot i don't do many impersonations but here's my impersonation of your uh, lead insurance person jesus christ that's it <laughs> so that's it i go to the foot and ankle specialist he's like we got to remove the toenail i was like like got to okay doesn't it just the other guy said it falls off he's like if you wait for it to fall off and the other toenail grows underneath it it could grow weird it could get infected it's like okay so we're gonna we're gonna remove my toenail so <laughs> ethan is still down here and he's the one who brings me the day of to get it removed and we pull up and i don't know if he hadn't processed it the whole time but he's like he like parked the car and he goes ah i bet this is gonna probably not feel great he's like the thing they do for torture in movies where they they're pulling a nail out of someone's <laughs> yeah. body yes i don't think this is going to be an awesome experience so they removed the nail honestly the worst part was numbing the toe because there's not there's just bone under that skin. There's not yeah. a, a chill place to stick a giant needle into your toe. Not a lot of meat in your big toe. So, yeah, it's not like I have a shoob's big toe. And so <laughs> I, they inject it. They remove the toenail. They put the toenail on the tray. They are very clear that they're not going to let me keep it, no matter how funny I think that would be. I would have been nice to give that away on the old Patreon. Oh, yeah, we're starting a Patreon. Who wants size toenail? <laughs> uh, so they so then they bandaged it up, and the nurse, everybody was fantastic, but the nurse nice. was like, explain to me how to take care of it. And one thing you have to do is you have to do two 15-minute foot baths in a day. Like twice a day, you have to do a 15-minute foot bath. And I thought, okay, well, that sure. probably cleans it out and make sure you don't get any infection. And, and on her way out, she reemphasized that. You have to do the foot bath. I was like, got it. Why are you saying what she goes? Well, technically the medication that they use when they're doing the procedure is poison. So we need to draw that back out. And then she just, mm -hmm. she said that like there's poison in your body as she's leaving the room. And that's not, I, Hey, don't you, I don't know that poison's the right choice. I mean, maybe it is poison, but that's a really heavy word. And, you just throw, <laughs> hey, make sure the poison comes out to me, at me. Like I'm capable of like, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure the poison's gone. It, I didn't love that part of it, right? <laughs> it would have been great if she was like, well, we injected you with poison. Hopefully you don't have a disease. <laughs> and just watch you melt down in the doctor's office. So now, uh, now I am, I'll bring it back to shoes, Okay. Let's bring it. Okay. Let's bring it all the way back to shoes. Bring it on back now. Bring, bring it on back, back now. Bring it on back now. Bring it on back, 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 back now. And I said, "What about?" So, Shoes stops by, and he asked me how it's going, and I don't got a lot to talk about, so I I wing the happenings of my toe, and he's like, "Oh man, this sounds terrible." I was like, "Yeah, it was crazy." Because did it look rough? I was like, "Yeah." I, Unfortunately, I have a picture in my phone. Do you want to see it? And so I show him what the toe looks like with the toenail before and then after removed. And he's like, ugh. And then Shubes is intentionally funny. Like, he's funny on purpose. And he's also unintentionally very, yeah. very, very funny. And he's kind of mulling around my kitchen, like, doing different things and half talking to me. And 
he goes, ah, you know, that's not even the worst, grossest picture I've seen this week, which is, that's a pretty heavy duty <laughs> sentence. I was like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, I hung out with a couple of nurses this week and they showed me some really gross stuff. And then he didn't keep going. I was like, like what? And he goes, well, the worst one was of a mutilated penis. Uh, yeah. And I did what you did right there. I went, uh, yeah. And then I just had to sit because that's a hard couple of words in a row. Yeah. And then he's still just living his life. And I go, well, what happened? Shoot. Did they tell you what happened? And nonchalantly, as he's getting a water bottle, not paying attention to me, he goes, I don't know. I think it had something to do with ice skating. Do you want to play NBA Jam? Like he just, <laughs> he just threw. I think it had something to do with. Like, am I supposed to do that work, Shubes? Did you give me mutilated penis plus B equals ice? Like, you want me to put that story together? You, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna give me more information. Do you know how hard it would be? Thank you to mutilate that ice skating thank you i mean there would have to be crawling around on a car and writhing involved i i had to like i was like shoot what's the rest of it and he goes i didn't know i didn't really ask so somebody showed you looked at a picture of a mutilated penis then learned that it was a mystery that the happenings of it were a mystery tied to ice skating which i can't even put together and you just like so what else is going on with you guys and now I have to live that way because because of you, I have to live that way. Yeah, I would think that this thing, this thing happened at an open skate where somebody goes, bet you I can jump over 10 naked bodies. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, maybe I don't want to know, but it's hard once somebody introduces that to you. That's the end of the toe story. That's all. That's the all encompassing toe story, except for now I'm an adult man who's wearing socks because you have to wear i have to wear these open toe sandals to check the foot let it let, let it breathe. breathe but i also have to wear socks to cover it over a bandage so i've been a socks and sandals guy for a couple weeks oh that's a horrible look so here's i know you gotta go here's what we're doing you take this week i take this week we each design okay. our own shark shirts okay we announce the shirts on next week's episode we we put them at a low price. We don't need you know, we don't need to gouge people. We don't need to make a bunch of money on this. This is more about me defeating you and also uh, protecting you know unborn sharks. So we each design our own shark shirt and we see which one does better. All right, I'm in. And what are you? You're the one you think that they should live. I I want to be pro shark life just because I like. The shirt I already have in mind. That doop 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 doop. Okay, then I'll be I'll be a kill the shark person. That's that's what I've been given. I love I love you're like, hey, I have a contest for you. It just ends with you being canceled. But otherwise, it's great. Like, I mean, there's no there's no victors here. We I this is as the guy who's always been like, hey, can we not talk about serious shit? Because I don't want people to message me. I have somehow been like, what if we took America's most divisive issue? and slid it into the realm of the shark world and then made t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, this is really this bad, is really something else. I I'm just idea. I mean, I'm stoked for the next election. Let's let's end this thing. You'll say Got nothing in common, no common ground to start from, and we're falling apart. You'll say the world has come between us, our lives have come between us. Still, I know you just don't care.
Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.